Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 145. I will extol you, my God and my King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall laud your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. The might of your awesome deeds shall be proclaimed, and I will declare your greatness. They shall celebrate the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all ages. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, satisfying the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all his ways and kind in all his doings. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of all who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. Isaiah 54, verses 1 through 8. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Burst into song and shout, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate woman will be more than the children of her that is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the side of your tent, and let the curtains of your inhabitations be stretched out. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess the nations and will settle the desolate towns. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Do not be discouraged, for you will not suffer disgrace, for you will not forget the shame of your youth and the disgrace of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your maker is your husband, the Lord of hosts is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer, the God of the whole earth he is called. For the Lord has called you like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, like the wife of a man's youth when she is cast off, says your God. For a brief moment I abandon you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In overflowing wrath for a moment I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Romans chapter 12, 
verses 9 through 21. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who curse you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Here ends the reading. Today, the third Monday following Epiphany, January 21st is the third Monday of the year um, and is a federal holiday celebrating Martin Luther King uh, Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> um, and I was trying to figure out why it was January 21st and it turns out it's just the third Monday um, and it turns out that the reason is that January 15th is Martin's birthday. Um, now, I love me some Martin, both the 4th century bishop, the, what is it, 16th century reformer, and certainly the um, 20th century civil rights um, prophet. However, in the church, the days that we attribute to saints are when they die and eventually are deposited into the earth, desposito. Um, and so that's why uh, Martin, uh, Mar uh, Martin of Tours' feast day is November 11th. He died on November 8th. He was buried in Tours three days later on the 11th. Um, and Martin Luther King Jr. died in April. And so we'll be talking about him then. Um, but I did want to talk... Uh, this Monday about, very briefly, about saints, because there is the first soldier saint of the Gregorian calendar year that I did want to talk about, and that's Saint Sebastian of Milan. And that was actually um, yesterday on Sunday, and if you're in a high church tradition, um, which is more likely if you're listening to this podcast for uh, morning prayer, um, it's possible, particularly in the East, um, but there may be some, yeah, maybe in like Florida, uh, there may be some churches that celebrated um, Sebastian's feast day, which is uh, January 20th of every year. Um, and it may not be known that he was a Roman soldier. He's thought of as the patron of athletes, and that is because of his endurance and his perseverance. Um, as the story goes, Sebastian um, knowingly enters a hostile armed service in the Roman army. He knows that they are persecuting Christians. He is a Christian, 
and he successfully conceals this until 286. Um, and when it's discovered, um, he is ordered executed by arrows, and most of the depictions of Sebastian are him tied to a tree being shot through with arrows uh, by archers from Mortania. Um, and he's thought of as an athlete because athlete and soldier are sometimes commingled in um, not necessarily the Latin, but as the tradition evolved from Greek and Latin and into like old French and crap like that, um, soldier and athlete became not mixed, but very, very synonymous. And so he's thought of as the athlete of Christ and a lot of the soldiers of Christ's of Christ were also referred to as the athletes of Christ because of what they persevered. Anyway, Sebastian survives this execution of being run through with arrows. He's nursed back to health by a woman, St. Irene, that he had converted. There's all these stories of the martyrs converting people at their deathbed. Um, only with Sebastian, he didn't die, and he converted like a handful of people um, before he was shot through with arrows. Irene's one of them, and uh, he, she nurses him back to health. And then this poor, dumb, <laughs> poor, dumb Christian, that's not enough for him. And so he, um, he hears that the Caesar is coming back through town, Diocletian, the same guy who had him murdered. And he finds himself in an elevated position along the parade route, and he, as the emperor's coming up, he starts shouting, shouting diatribes at the emperor, um, basically like, stop sinning, you're a douchebag, and you're going to go to hell, but you shouldn't go to hell, you should be a good person, um, but you're really being a bad person right now. And Diocletian's kind of freaked out, like, he knows he had this guy killed, so he does it again, this time with just basically, like, beating him to death with um, bludgeons. And then he has Sebastian thrown into the sewer where his body is retrieved and he's later buried um, at uh, a cemetery um, of another saint. And that's supposedly where the Basilica of St. Sebastian now stands. Um, and it's one of seven pilgrim churches in Rome, in Italy. And so Sebastian is, um, he's known, he's very popular with athletes. Um, and a lot of people kind of know of him Probably most of them know he was a soldier and he came out as a Christian. There's all these stories about soldiers coming out of Christi as Christian. And there's many more podcasts or books that maybe somebody will write in the future about, you know, what was going on and why there's so many soldiers that are at the beginning of this, this tradition that we call hagiography, which is like holy biography. Um, a lot of them start with soldiers. A lot of them are officers. Anyway, so Sebastian is one of the first in the calendar year. There's going to be more as the calendar year goes on. And one of the things I want to do with this podcast is to make sure that you all hear some of these stories. Some of them are really ancient, like Sebastian. This was in you know the 280s when he comes out and he's killed, and probably within a year he's actually finally killed. Um, there's a lot of them in the early church in the first uh, uh, in the, the third century, like Sebastian. But then they're kind of scattered throughout, and there's a lot of contemporary ones. And the date that we'll talk about them, if they fall on a weekend, we might not talk about them this first year. Um, but if they fall on a weekday, I will um, focus on their story, um, because story, uh, narrative, autobiography, biography, these are really important to the, the church. 
Um, in many traditions, when you read the Gospels, you stand up. And the Gospels are narrative. They're stories about Jesus that have been passed down. But for the letters and for um, the, the Hebrew Bible, will often remain seated. Not because they're not important, but because the stories about Jesus are so important that, that, that we depart from the norm by standing up. And so uh, January 20, 20th is the first one. Unfortunately, it fell on a Sunday talking about him now when I would, I'd like to be talking about Martin Luther King Jr., but there will be another time for that. Whatever date is closest to April 4th when he was killed, um, because that would be Martin Luther King's feast day. And we'll, I'll talk about feast days in a dedicated episode in the future. But St. Sebastian of Milan is the first soldier saint in the Gregorian calendar. I wanted to share this story with you, um, and I'll try and write up a blog post or, or tweet a picture of him, because these pew-pew people, um, this is, that's the kind of group that I'm calling pew-pew people, the, the people who are right there at the crosshairs of God and country. On the one hand, um, the martyrs are at the, the heart of the historic Christian tradition. They were the earliest bearers of the faith. It was believed that St. Stephen was the first to sit beside Jesus at his right hand because he was the first one killed in hatred of the faith. And Stephen, in, depending on your tradition, is like just as important, if not more than important, than the apostles. Um, most of the apostles' uh, oral tradition maintains were martyred. Um, but Stephen, it's, it's unquestioned. Like, he was martyred. He is at the right hand of Jesus. And so that's, that's really important. On the other hand, country, I talk about soldiers being that kind of locus or, like, you know, pinnacle of, of, of country um, because it's, as Clausewitz put it, if, if it's true that war is an extension of politics by other means then the grunt is the tip of the political spear. Just like the martyr is the tip of the Christian spear. If you want to know what Christianity looks like, historically, Christians would say the martyrs are the ones that we have the, the littlest doubt about. And if we want to be honest about the cost of politics, what politics look like, it's the cost of that single solitary grunt who just takes orders because he believes in the mission, he believes in the people beside him, whatever it is, he's willing, he's, he's a believer, this or she, she is a believer in whatever it is that we've been asked to drink in the political kind of Kool-Aid. And so going forward, as I've said, the, these pew-pew people, um, the humble, hearty folk, and Sebastian was hearty as fuck, like he was killed twice, these humble, hearty people caught in the crosshairs of, of God and country. Um, that's really what Pew Pew HQ, that's the, that's the pinnacle of what we're about. But it's not that you can't be a part of that if you aren't a martyr or you aren't a grunt. But that is where we turn our attention in this podcast and in, in Pew Pew HQ and in everything that, that I want to be doing moving forward. And so I hope you'll stay with me and, and continue to think about this intersection of, of God and country and religion and politics. Thanksgiving for Heroic Service from the Book of Common Prayer. O Judge of the Nations, we remember before you with grateful hearts the men and women of our country 
who in the day of decision ventured much for the liberties we now enjoy. Grant that we may not rest until all the people of this land share the benefits of true freedom and gladly accept its disciplines. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familiam.